I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Thank you for listening to Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. This is episode 40, and it also is, ironically, the 80th episode on our feed, if you combine all of our bonus episodes and my friends till the end episodes. And with me, as always, is Marco. What's going on, bud? What's up, man? 40, dude. 40. Uh-huh, it's yeah. as old as us now. Yeah, right. Well, 40 on these episodes, but yeah, like, you know, we're both in our 40s now, and it feels right. Yeah, for sure. And... Uh, this this one, you know, obviously, like I said, we had already put out a lot, twice as many of these shows, but uh, these ones always feel like mm-hmm. they're more of the kind of special thing, just because of yeah, know, trying to find like a way to talk about episode. these, right? Talk mm-hmm. talk about these movies and make it interesting and just kind of keep the the theme of the show going. But yeah. I yeah. had heard that you were having a little bit of a problem recently, some maybe some money problems or some stuff with your dad. Yeah, I had, uh, you know, I'm having a hard time with the financial stuff. And so I had to move my dad into like a uh, a community outside of uh, like a forest area, you know. But, you know, I'm just getting really concerned because like every 30 days or so, people end up dying, you know. And it's like, so I don't know if I should be really worried or stuff, but I'm really like strapped for cash, you know, because I, I kind of need to get him out of there. Right. What does your dad say about it? Does he think there's like a virus uh, or oh, something he- or? Well, he's like an old grumpy guy, and he's like, you know, he's just kind of like, you know, has this weird, crazy obsession of werewolves, and I don't know where it's coming from, but he's like kind of barricaded himself and locked himself in a room waiting for the next full moon or something. So I don't know if it's just his old age or money issues that's driving him nuts, but he's got this werewolf obsession. Yeah. Well, I, I have a friend, actually, that could maybe help us out with some money problems. Uh, it's uh, this guy that I met, Andre. Uh, what's going on, Andre? Hey guys, how's it going? Good, good. Uh, so I, I met Andre a little earlier, and he was telling me that he was really into playing kind of these high stakes game of of dare, where he'll he'll basically pay us to do a bunch of crazy oh. shit, and whoever does it first or does it better then wins the money. And I don't know, what do you think? Do you want to do you want to give money. us a shot? I, I need money, man. I I'm in dire straits right now. Right. What what do you what you do you need think, Andre? Money. You need money and i need entertainment and there's nothing <laughs> wow. more entertaining than white people white peopling 
So uh, <laughs> if, if you're interested, yes. you can start you off with something small just for just for a hundred bucks. Let's say uh, I'm sitting here in my office and I got this uh, can of string cheese or spray cheese, whatever you call it. Okay. First one of you guys that can empty this entire can into your crack and spread it on some crackers for me. Yeah. Oh. Give you a hundred bucks. Some string down. cheese crack crackers. <laughs> exactly. Do we have to eat the crackers then, or do we just put the it, cheese on the crackers? It yeah. wouldn't be boy fun if you didn't get a snack to get you going. All right. Well, Great. I am pretty clean, so I'll give it a shot. I mean, yeah. if I just got done working um, out, I might be more, you know, yeah, looking yeah. for more than 100 bucks. but let's do this. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm still down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Marco is more white than me. <laughs> oh, no. You running. 50 miles in five days is pretty white. That was 10 days, but still. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and I, no one chasing I, you? Yeah, it's just crazy. So, I spent 10 years of my life running three miles a year because I had to run a <laughs> mile and a half every six months. That yeah, was oh it. Yeah. yeah, well, it's, you know, different things work for different people, I guess. For some reason, I like to do that to myself. Yeah, right. watching torture. Watching your exercise feed is the most entertaining part of my day. <laughs> <laughs> I well, actually called my girlfriend and was like, "Babe, babe, look at what he does with the sledgehammer. You got to see this." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that some people enjoy watching it. I always think I'm bothering oh, yeah. people. No. So, anyways, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's uh, Andre Kelman. I didn't say your full name before. And you are a regular on the Raw Live Unedited weekly show, and I know you've made some other kind of appearances on some of the Raw Live Unedited podcast shows. And you and I had just talked a little bit when I did a weekly show recently, and was like, "Oh man, I gotta, I gotta hit him up to come on, just because you know you're a lot of fun on the show. You got a, a mm-hmm. good personality, and you talked about how you like watching the horror movies that we recommend. So I was like, uh, this would be cool to to bring you on. Plus, you're not usually like." A, a regular horror fan it sounds like you watch a lot of them but it's not like your go-to thing yeah i i watch basically i go through the catalog of what you guys recommend my girlfriend's really oh. into horror and i'm not really affiliated with horror or into it too much sure so whenever she says she's in the mood for a horror movie i just scroll through the who will survive feed and i'm like oh what <laughs> sounds interesting <laughs> you guys actually yeah. you guys actually got me my favorite horror movie to date which is uh 13 cameras and like, oh, yeah, yeah. i enjoyed that movie way more than you should enjoy a c is can you even consider that a b movie that was yeah, a real low budget right. low quality yeah movie. yeah i guess b yeah. would be, just be anything that's that's a lower budget so we've seen some really cheap movies that were low budget so <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's, i think what's we're going to talk about movie? one of them today yeah <laughs> Maybe. Well, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and I Even think... Even though Marco's a Star Wars fan. Yeah, well, we'll... Oh, we'll, hell yeah. We'll save that for uh, for one of the Raw Live Unedited shows. But, um... <laughs> no, so, the the 13 cameras one, I think that was something that just kind of came up that we had talked about, but I don't, I don't remember that we actually covered that movie fully, but I think it just came up somewhere along the line that we had talked about it briefly it or a, something, or... It was a what's worth watching episode with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you and Richard okay. and you just right. delved into it and I, mm-hmm. I just got so interested from listening to it and then I saw that there was a sequel and I was like well now I gotta watch them both right 
and yeah, it was it they was added definitely a camera. worth. I know, right? <laughs> it's the prequel. It's twelve cameras. Twelve cameras. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a movie. That's a built-in franchise. Just add more cameras each that's right. time. Yeah, exactly. all right. You would never it's, have it's to stop. Right there. Yeah. And I'll still be watching <laughs> for up to a hundred and one cameras. I know. I watched that. So there you go. I've watched so many movies since then. I I can barely even remember that. I'll have to go back and watch that one again. But uh, no, it's cool. I, I I think it's it's fun to think of movies that, like say a, a casual horror fan or somebody that's not as mm-hmm. as in depth with uh, the genre the genre would enjoy. And I think just trying to find hidden gems for ourselves that is maybe stuff that other people hadn't heard of. We also seem to kind of come across a lot of quirky stuff and mm-hmm. just sort of interesting things that I think appeal to a lot of people. So it's cool to know that it's it is actually connecting with somebody somewhere. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, yeah, that's the like the biggest compliment I can get myself is that you know when people text or call us and say, hey, what what have you seen lately? What do you recommend? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like you go through the catalog in your head, like, oh man, I've watched so many good ones, but then I'm like, I asked them, what are you in the mood for? Are you in the mood to like, you know, uh, I, I got like a serious horror movie or something you just want to laugh your ass off with, and we've yeah. got like a back catalog of that too. Yes. Yeah, and and some of it is even more low budget than the things that we see tonight. Like some some movies mm-hmm. that we've done are just, I think they were made for like five thousand dollars. But <laughs> <laughs> like Zombievers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one actually has some craft yeah, to yeah. it. There's not a lot of computer graphics in that one so much, but the the Zombies one, that one is a little bit more dodgy. And then of course the, the last episode, the sharks movies were, yeah. were pretty dodgy too but i think i think the all-time worst is the krampus ones that we did for hollow for oh, oh. our christmas episode yeah i think yep i think those still at the bottom yes yep. nothing like the guys shooting guns and they couldn't even buy fake gunshots they just put like <laughs> shitty rap metal music over the top of them shooting guns <laughs> in slow motion by the way yeah in slow motion but it didn't even need it <laughs> with the heavy dose of butt rock I once oh, had a roommate whose guilty pleasure was all those terrible Sharknado movies yeah. and uh-huh. anything that had to do with sharks. Like she watched all like five Sharknado movies in one sitting. Yeah, and then she's like watching, ten of them now. <laughs> she's watching like Mecha Shark versus Croctopus, and I was like, oh, "What yeah, is yeah. wrong with me?" <laughs> and all I could think was, "This is exactly why you're single." Because some right. guy looks at your Netflix history and he's like, "Nope, can't do it." <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not sitting through that. I don't care. Right. Well, well, that was what we just did for the last show, which was, you know, if we did it just be for fun, which is not like the thing that we go to all the time. And I can right. get enjoyment out of watching like two of those movies, but I couldn't just sit and watch them over and over again. Like like Marco and I were joking that we it was actually Shark Week this week and I don't want to watch anything to do with sharks because I'm burned out on <laughs> dodgy CGI shark movies after watching them last And we week. only watched two. Yeah, and we only watched two. Yeah. So that's, it really, it really yeah. you know, put a stain on that real fast. I did watch them yeah, twice, I get, though. It, I get 10 minutes into Sharknado, and I'm like, how? How did this get made? How did they keep a straight face while making this? Yeah, yeah. Who, who signed right. off on this? Ugh. I know. I know. Yeah. But we'll, Gotta love the sci-fi channel. When you... Oh, I know. They make some amazing stuff. <laughs> they do have a couple coming up that actually seem pretty interesting, but... They, for the most part, make really just kind of low budget, straight to TV. Kind of, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's fun, but it's pretty shitty. That type of stuff. I mean, if it works, yeah, 
why not, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's an audience yeah. for it. There's a, exactly. I was just gonna say there's an audience for it for them to continue. Right. So when you do tend to watch horror movies, if it wasn't necessarily just strictly by our recommendation, or or I don't know, say you were, had a different types of ones, what type of movies do you tend to gravitate towards? Like, do you like uh, alien, sci-fi, space, uh, monster stuff, slasher stuff, more you know, realistic, grounded in reality, like uh, you know, thirteen cameras type things or whatever? I'm more ground. I like the more grounded horror, like stuff that could actually happen. Okay. Stuff that's more eerie than outright horror, like uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's a good one that I can think of? I can't exactly remember the title but there was a movie about a a blind guy and these two kids break into his house to like steal his fortune yeah don't breathe yep yeah yeah i like that movie good Mm -hmm. movie and and i liked uh would you rather which is Mm -hmm. kind of a a a high stakes dinner party type thing i've seen that and and i also watched one recently i think it was called the circle it's just about 80 people in a room and every okay. few minutes or so a gr- group of people die and they're trying to figure out why people get killed for whatever reason. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I've heard of that one. I've never I want to I want to watch it now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good until the end. Uh, which, oh, okay. It's <laughs> real disappointing cuz it has a great story and then they wrap right. it up so quickly and so like okay. uh, so out of left field that you're like, "Oh, man, you had right, something." Right. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'll have to go through uh, my my lists and I'll get some more recommendations for you. But the, in in Home Invasion, there's a ton of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's a few that are really good, and then there's some okay stuff. Um, another one that was really good is called Hush, where it's a what is a, she she's a woman that's deaf that mm-hmm. gets home invaded mm-hmm. by a guy, and then instead of him just straight up killing her, he kind of toys with her, and it's yeah. a sort of cat and mouse game thing and uh, yeah i i really like those i like cat and mouse type horror right because like this is stuff that can really happen and it's 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 so grounded in the reality of like you know this could be happening right next door and you would never mm-hmm. know that's what i'm a fan right. of yeah and we then one of, one of my on, favorites turn them on to uh yeah go, i i think i know what you're gonna say go ahead oh as uh your next okay that and cat sick blues you should watch oh yeah yeah your next is yeah, that your next? Is, is that great. the one where they go up to like the family house and the yes. guys in the animal masks? Like an an arrow comes through the window and then all hell yes. breaks loose. Yeah, I've seen that one. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that's a great. That's like kind of and the I was pinnacle. My girlfriend of... enjoyed a lot. My girlfriend enjoyed that a lot too because it turned the whole like male savior thing on its head by having mm-hmm. the woman be the mm-hmm. hero. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, yeah. That's that's kind of like one of the pinnacle movies of the home invasion type movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, Green Room is another really good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, Green Room is good too. That's scary. I mean, that one's those, super those tense. Movies, yeah, those movies are scary. Like I'm more of the supernatural monster movies, like horror of the classic, like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Slashers, I love slashers, but you know more monster stuff. So there's a lot of um, like with Paul, because I think Paul likes that more of that fringe horror stuff too, right? Like you're more drawn to the home invasion stuff, the more grounded uh, in yeah, well, paper article kind of stuff. I like that, but I also like stuff. I like Supernatural when it goes into certain directions. I don't like ghost Supernatural stuff as much like as I monster like. monster stuff, right. Yeah, monsters right. or creatures or, like, you know, genetic experiments gone wrong or, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. some kind of crazy infected type situation or so, things one like thing that I are, can't, are good. One thing I can't stand is found footage horror. Like, oh, 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 yeah. I don't know <laughs> what it is, but there's a few there's a few gems out there. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, mm-hmm. the, what is it, the Japanese one, Record or REC? Oh, that's uh, oh, Spanish. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's Spanish, yeah. but yeah, yeah. That there's, one's like the there's best one. There's a few that are good, but then most of them are just like, ugh. It's a this. hard genre to get right. It really mm-hmm. is. It's it's sure. because they, they 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 try too much to be creative that they lose the story and stuff. Like we've we've done a couple that were like just awesome gem, you know, of of movies, and then we've done sure. a couple other ones where like ah, I don't know, man, they just kind of lost it at the end, or they just forgot how to do this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I think horror footage. in general is difficult like that because, like, you can have a great premise and you can right. have a great movie for about an hour and a half, but if mm-hmm. you mess up the ending, it ruins all the groundwork that you just laid. And horror is one of the only genres that's really like that. Because mm-hmm. in yeah. every other genre, oh, yeah. you, can sal- you can salvage it and you can say, well, it was good except for the end. Right. But horror, right. like, the right. ending is the payoff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. That's definitely, there, there's a lot of that. And I think just to to put a kind of a stamp on the found footage thing is one of those characteristics with that too, where it, for one thing, it's so hard to do with the ending because inevitably the camera person should die or I, right. I guess survive, yeah. but most of the time they die. And so it's kind of unsatisfying, but also if you can't put yourself into the, the group of people that it's recording, then you just are immediately out of it because... Yeah, yeah. You have to like see it through their eyes and and be be invested in these people without actually like spending that much time looking at them kind of it's it's a weird thing. So I feel like there's yeah. people that really like it and people that really don't. It's a pretty divisive subgenre for sure. I I wouldn't mind a found footage movie where it's not really found footage. It's like the killer's home movies and he's just yeah, taking ones like you that. through step by step mm-hmm. as he does what he's going to do like i wouldn't mind it from the killer's perspective because i feel like i would get a beginning a middle and a satisfying completion as he pops the tape out and adds it to his collection right right there's a couple like that that for sure they've they that's you know they try and experiment with it they do found footage movies where it's from the killer's perspective it's from surveillance footage it's from different types of scenarios um just to try and innovate it in different ways so that stuff is out yeah, there, but we'll it's have to super send you hard. a list. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to compile a list and give it to you because uh, the movies come to mind with that. Mm-hmm. He might enjoy the creep movies because that's kind of like the killer journey creep. and stuff. So yeah, yeah. creep I and creep two. Somebody, y'all recommended that one. Creep yeah. two kind of lost me a little bit. It was it's, it it's was definitely weirder. That's sure. <laughs> hey, got weird. Yeah, but no, it's a it's a fun thing if you can get into it. But I also understand when people aren't into it because. It's tough sure. because you you don't get as good of a shot of everything. Things are harder to see. It's mm-hmm. it, you know you have to kind of buy into that that style for sure. Um, and then with found footage, there's Troll Hunter, and then there's everything else. Oh, oh yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the ultimate found footage movie. It, it is. It's the best. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, so we kind of have two of those types, two different types of movies here. We have one movie. I don't even think I said what the movies are or how we came to these. No, I think uh, people uh, still stuck on our intro. They're going like, wait a second. Yeah, what's, ha- what's happening to Marco's home. dad? What the fuck? He's going to be eaten by a werewolf. 
<laughs> Should we alert somebody? <laughs> They're about to eat ass crackers to pay for Marco's dad to get a new house. <laughs> These motherfuckers are crazy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, th- things must be really serious if you're eating cheese out of your ass. I know. Can't you start like a Patreon or some shit? Jesus. <laughs> a hundred bucks. I mean, I know. Uh, we see a guy take a fifty dollars out of like the toilet, so that's not too far off, right? Right. Right. But uh, no, so the movies the movies are late phases, uh, aka Night of the Wolf, or maybe that's mm-hmm. the whole title, Late Phases, Night of the Wolf. I don't know, Night of the Lone Wolf, something like that. It's late phases from late 2014 phases, yeah. and Cheap Thrills, which was made in 2013, but also came out in 2014. Uh, so we have a werewolf movie, which is much more in line with Marco's taste, and then we have a grounded in reality movie, which is more in line with Andre's taste. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool and. The way that we picked these... Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I will say that werewolf movies are kind of my guilty pleasure because I've always sure, been sure. interested in the in the, the the psychology of it and the, the change mm-hmm. in, hum- mm-hmm. in you for once a month. Like, I'm still interested when people are like, oh, weird shit's going on. Must yeah. be a full month. Right, right. Right. Like, right. American Werewolf in Paris, which was a cheesy, cheesy movie. Uh, uh, but... Mm-hmm. but it Good. came out when yeah. I was in like middle school, and I enjoyed the hell out of it, especially oh, yeah. the werewolf transformations right. in that movie. Yes, yes, yeah, a hundred percent. Like if you if if you've got a good transformation, the rest of the movie can be terrible. Mm-hmm. I will excuse you because you've got a good werewolf transformation. Right. Yeah. The uh, the the werewolf subgenre for sure seems to be one of the more interesting supernatural ones to people. You never really, mm-hmm. really hear too many people that are like, man, fuck werewolf movies. That shit's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, they're like, oh, there's a werewolf movie? Yeah, they flock to those movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'll, when we knew we were going to do a werewolf movie, um, doing this and something I've never even heard of, I was like, oh my God, bring it on. Sure. Unfortunately, it seems like there's not a ton of of kind of hidden gems of werewolf movies, I feel like. there's There's like the main ones that people know. And then there's mm-hmm. a, f- a few here and there that are kind of on the fringe, and there's a lot of bad ones, uh, which yeah. I haven't seen a lot of the bad ones, but for wants, sure I have yeah, seen some. Yeah, please, if anybody wants to recommend movies after listening to this, please hit us up because that's something that I'd love to watch. So Right, right. And I just wanted to say about how we had picked these two movies because it's funny that they there's a lot of similarities between these two movies, but they were actually chosen semi-randomly. Right, uh, we, right. We're doing this kind of new theme that i started where i have a list of 40 movies that is is ongoing so now these two movies are removed from the list and two more movies will be put in its place um the the actual list is all numbered and the numbers are chosen randomly by either us or by guest or by i don't know you know people listen to the show or something and then whatever those movies are get paired up and i'm i'm the one that's aggregating the list and no one else is allowed to see it so it's all Perfect. kind of low key. Like, like I showed Marco what a lot of the choices were, and he sent me stuff, and people can recommend stuff. But then I'm kind of aggregating as things get yeah. taken off, what gets put back into it. Yeah, I don't even know if you used any of mine. Like I said, that's it's that's good for me too, as as like uh, 
being yeah. excited. When oh, yeah, I definitely up. put some of yours in that you suggested. And so I had Andre here pick just two random numbers between 1 and 40, and we came up with two movies that actually had the same actor playing yes. one of sort of the lead parts in it. I mean, he's not in it as much, but there's not a lot of characters in late phases, but Ethan Embry is in both of these movies. Yes. Uh, they both came out around the same time, and I think that they had something else in common, but I'll have to think about that more. But... Um, yeah, it's just kind of ironic that these both came up, but they're both very different movies also in they, the same regard. They both have dogs in them. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and uh, the dog gets killed in both of them, too. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the two movies uh, just randomly picked have some decent connection between them. But <laughs> I thought we could get into talking about these and... I think we're going to do late phases first. So, Marco, do you want to synopsize this movie, or do you want to synopsize Cheap Thrills? Uh, I could do this one, since I've uh, preluded to it in our little intro, and I could just kind of branch off that. Absolutely. Sure. All right. So, Let's yeah. That. Okay. So, we're going to do our our our, uh, our custom synopsis, right? Yes. Okay. So, it's it's a it's a werewolf movie, and it follows um, a father and son. The the, the father is a, a Vietnam vet, and he's blind, and he just wants wants to go live by himself. And there's something happened, like a tragic accident with her, with the mom, and he can't, don't really know what's going on. But anyway, he wants to live by himself. The son puts him in this community that's kind of outside the woods, and the first day he's there, you know, this blind guy is there. It, he comes under attack from a werewolf, and. Uh, kills the neighbor and, and attacks him and and that just kind of like triggers this obsession with finding what attacked him he thought it was a big dog of course all his senses are heightened and um, he kind of goes through the movie of finding out and putting and deducing kind of clues of saying like every day is when the full moon um, he smells uh, certain things that are happening and he kind of like I said puts two and two together and uncovers that there's a, a werewolf uh, problem that this uh, community has, and they have it. It's almost like if I could compare this movie on a side of uh, if you take Superbook, the werewolf right. Stephen King movie, and you take this movie, there's a lot of the same things going on: a disabled person finding werewolf with a religious overtone or undertone a little bit in it to it. And it's almost like Silver Bullet. This is like the the, the B version of Silver Bullet. Hey, you need help? No, I'm just looking. Well, what exactly is your range, price-wise? Depends. What do they cost? Uh, well, we got little ones and big ones. Big ones start at about 3000 No senior citizen discount? <laughs> I sell headstones at a senior citizen discount. I won't last long. What do you got on a small scale? Um, well, the one you were looking at, that starts at 300 That's pretty good for a budget. Yeah, but these are shit. People step on them. They wear the words off. Cheaper because it better. Well, the VA is picking up the tab for the funeral, but I gotta pay for the headstone. Oh, I pay for the funeral. That's nice. Listen, you're a vet. I'll give you five percent. Plus, we'll throw in some flowers. Yeah, I'm sure that's a comfort to dying vets everywhere. Come. Now listen, you want me to hold anything for you? Let me think about it. I got time. Here, Pop. Right here. Come here. <laughs> yeah, people always think they got time. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yeah, or yeah. Like kind of like, I have seen it. Yeah. It kind, of, it, it kind of remind me like of that going, watching sure, this sure. film. Yeah, because of the priest involvement and the church involvement. The disabled in guy. Right. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Corey Hayne on Silver Bullet was the wheelchair kid. Um, 
Are you saying blind people blind and kids guy. in wheelchairs are the same thing? How dare you? Uh, um, uh, they, they come under a werewolf attacks more. I think they're more vulnerable. <laughs> yes. He said, I ain't no cripple. <laughs> he one one thing one thing I will credit this movie. He got the Vietnam veteran stubbornness down perfectly. Oh so yeah. He, he is definitely like if he's not a veteran, he would have made me believe that he is with his portrayal yeah, they, of how stubborn yeah, and how angry he was of people right. yeah. just trying to offer him common courtesy. Yeah, mm-hmm. just quick to the point, no bullshit, just, you know, it is what it is, and like you said, like that bullheaded stubbornness of it. But there's a reason for it too. You know, he's just that's what he was conditioned after the war, and that's what conditioned him just to, mm-hmm. you know, not get anything close to him because you lose it. And you know, war. He, I think he made a mention in in the movies, like you know, some guys come back and they're you know uh, shocked or sad or whatever, and he came back as like this you know hardened guy that just doesn't give a shit. Oh yeah, yeah, and in a way. He gives and, a shit, but but very hard-headed. Yeah, it's funny because he kind of shows some compassion towards the lady that lives next door before she bites mm-hmm. it. But then the other the other bitch click that comes in, the three fucking <laughs> caddy bitches, he's he's having none of their bullshit. He even like pulls the he, gun out to show it to him and flashes yeah, it. Yeah, which is great because he calls them out on their bullshit right there, and I was just like, yes, good for you. Yeah, yeah, and I love that he's like, I see you ladies to the door, but I'm blind. <sighs> Who's there? We are Crescent Bay's welcoming party. And, well, we just couldn't wait to introduce ourselves to you. <laughs> I'm Emma. And I'm Gloria. I'm Clarissa. Ambrose McKinley. Mm-hmm. Mr. McKinley, is there anything we can do to help? No, thanks. Did you bring cake? Oh, yes. yes, we did. And where would you like us to put it? I can't eat sugar, but thanks anyway. Oh. Oh. oh, you were a veteran. I am a veteran. 20 years United States Army, five years Vietnam. Oh, my. Oh, that's very impressive. Yeah, did you hear? We lost that one. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, uh, there don't tend to be firearms at Crescent Bay. Oh, that's nice. Oh. I didn't think it was legal. What, for a blind person to own guns? It's legal. Oh. Perhaps you were thinking of retards. Now, you just hold on one minute, Mr. McKinley. You hold on one minute. I'm a weapons expert. I know more about guns than you do Pop-Tarts. So thank you for the sugar and have a nice night. Well, welcome to Crescent Bay, Mr. McKinley. Any help at all, Mr. McKinley? I see you ladies to the door, but I'm blind. (laughs) <laughs> that's probably my favorite line in the whole movie <laughs> oh i know yeah. all the, the all the like comedy comes from him being a dick to yeah. people yeah. yeah 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 he plays it so good and you spend so much time with him it's like i said the the second main character is maybe ethan Embry or maybe the priest but they're in it so little it's like you just right. a, a minute here a minute there it's pretty much just all him Right. Yeah, and, and the movie deals with like the family drama. Like I said, he they, they just lost his wife, and so uh, at the beginning of the film, he's picking out a headstone for his for his the wife that just died, and then Ethan Embry is the son. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of like mourning, and and like I said, the father's going off to live in this kind of community, 
And now the son's dealing with the mourning also, but also the stubbornness of his dad wanting to be like isolate himself. And so it kind of goes through that transition of like, a, you know, kind of a drama thing. And then, of course, this community is like a little tight knit community and uh, uh, come to find out that there this community is prone to attacks and they just chalk it up to like, oh, it's it's nestled uh, aside of this forest area and animals come in and they attack people. And it's no big deal. It really is. It's like really nonchalant. Like, ah, you know, if, what else is going to happen? You're you're living next to a forest. Bears are going to come in and kill people. I know. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that a, a very common horror trope is a bumbling police force. All cops are bumbling dummies. Oh yeah. And yes. yes. This yeah, the the retirement yep. community setting was like the yeah. perfect way to was the perfect place to put the bumbling police force because they took that duty because they're like, oh, it's old people. We won't have to deal with anything. We can just sit on our asses and collect paychecks. Yep. So this is the one movie I've seen where like bumbling police force fits perfectly into the setting of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And they're terrible. They're, they obviously don't want to deal with it, but they're just kind of like, oh yeah. Okay. Whatever, mister, you know, just go back to your (laughs) house. Stop making trouble for people. Know the woman who used to live here. Only met her once. Uh, you guys need a statement for me? No, there's no need. It's just an animal attack. You got any leads? Suspect may have sharp teeth. Hey, hey. Sir, attacks like these happen all the time around wooded areas like this. The problem is the elderly can't defend themselves. So we suggest that during the day you don't walk by the perimeter of the woods if you're alone. And at night, please, stay in your house, keep the doors closed, and the windows closed until we sort this out, okay? Starting now. Gotcha. Thanks for the peace of mind, boys. Old cops are bumbling dummies. It's those police guys that get they they, they get angry at the victims. You know, right. it's right. like yeah, why are you bothering us? Like, yeah, why yeah, are you yeah. calling me? Right. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Call somebody else. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Don't you have a son or daughter to bother? <laughs> and even the gate guard was just completely oh, useless. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, he was checked out. Yeah, and and that's they they kind of really show that with these people that they're tucked away, they're sort of forgotten about. Mm-hmm. They have a little bit with the the neighbor when she's on the phone before the wolf gets her that she's talking to her daughter and her daughter's like not going to come help her with whatever it was she was supposed to help her with and Yeah, I felt super so They they build that's up what, the, that's these the retirement community. Exactly. Yeah, you, just, you put them there it's like they're like retirement communities are like the attic. You put mm-hmm. stuff there when you're like, oh, I'm going to need this at some point, but not for like years. Right, and if right. I forget about it, oh, well, I've, it's in the attic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he says that, which, you know, we've heard the, the line or the saying before about that, you know, people don't go there to live. They go there to die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah it uh, did have like a uh, depressing overtone to it, didn't it? Like a little bit of that, you know. Oh, I was are, saddened as soon as they killed the the service dog. I was like, oh, yeah, man. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, and that whole first wolf attack is like 15 minutes into the movie, so you know you're yeah, another right hour and 15 minutes of him having nothing. <laughs> right. And, I mean, it's cool how they, they show that, but then he brings the dog home and he has kind of the whole trap thing set up with, where he he has the headstone and digs this giant hole for the mm-hmm. dog and everything. And you're mm-hmm. like, hmm, why is he digging this giant hole? Why doesn't he just throw the dog in there already? It, my, I was watching it with my girlfriend, and she kept go, coming back to, why hasn't he given a service for the dog yet? Why hasn't he buried the dog? And I'm like, I know. 
babe, I'm pretty sure there's a there's a plan here. Just right. yeah. Like she was so stricken, but like she can watch a hundred people die, no problem. <laughs> yeah. You kill a yeah, dog, yeah. she's in tears. Oh, so the yeah. whole movie was just spent with her going, "What the puppy? The puppy!" <laughs> I know, and that effect on the dog, like the claw marks. Oh, I know. Torso looked so good. Yeah, it did. Uh, th- and there's a few instances of practical effects. Like there's not a ton of like on-screen kills it's kind of like the kill and then they show the aftermath but that's mm-hmm. you know how they keep the budget down on this stuff and not have to use a bunch of cgi so yeah. i'll take the off-screen deaths and then seeing the aftermath with just you know the more realistic looking shit yeah, yeah. and uh, speaking of that like um andre brought this up earlier is the is the werewolf transformations right like yeah. um like you mentioned werewolf in paris and how that awesome so I've always every werewolf movie we watch or that's come out there, it's always about the transformation. Are we gonna see it? Is it gonna look cool? Mm-hmm. Is it gonna you know what different? Now, I so I thought that the actual werewolf look and the aesthetics of him, because um, you really get a good look. You just kind of did it whatever, and the transformation was good. But mm-hmm. the but that whole five minute of the camera one shot going toward you know panning the room and it kind of quickens. You know, past the the werewolf guy and his face is ripping off, and then it goes to the bl- the blind dude and his reaction of him fumbling, and that whole like five minute segment was mm-hmm. awesome. Like I really yeah. like that 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 sequence. Yeah, you know? when he ripped his whole face off, I was yeah. like, what? How the yeah. fuck did they do that? Yeah, and and it's it's one shot. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. quick shots up close, far away. You know, it's one shot of of the camera like panning the room around and just showing different things it was yeah yeah i i was really impressed with that mm-hmm. yeah I, it did a, a I, good transformation i definitely enjoyed the transformation it was a highlight of the movie conversely yeah, post transformation the werewolf suit itself i yeah. could not stop laughing it's like yeah, yeah. they were pretty funny looking you give me this amazing transformation scene, and then yeah. you give me this yeah, yeah. after. <laughs> exactly, yeah. like I said, the like the werewolf itself wasn't that impressive. You know, I mean that the the end result. Yeah, um, in, which I'm glad they scene, didn't really focus on it. Yeah, <laughs> in one yeah, scene exactly. you can see his Cortezes. Like he's got on some Nike <laughs> Cortez, and I was like, oh man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I could not believe it. I had to rewind it and check. I was like, "Those are definitely Cortez That's on amazing. that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, he wants to be comfortable. That's right. <laughs> he's, he's trying to protect his souls. But, right. But like I said before, if you give me a good transformation, you've got yeah. me. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll make yeah. excuses for you. So the transformation was amazing, and even the the who we find out is the werewolf. Right. Like mm-hmm. He. He was creepy and eerie from the beginning. From the beginning, so yep. I kind of felt like, oh, yeah. he's the guy. At first, I thought it was the 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 three winches that came, like the three hags, so that got yeah, old yeah. leathery skin. And I figured we were going that route. But then mm-hmm. when we find out who it actually is, I was like, oh, yeah, that fits. Definitely fits. Yep. Yeah, because they uh, even I tried to the hint at the priest yeah. as well. Yep. There was yeah. the whole yeah, thing where the, he could smell smoke. that he smoked, and then the guy came and attacked him, and he's like, you smell like smoke, too. What the fuck? <laughs> but, yeah, the the when they revealed that guy, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, I I was kind of going down the other road, but then when you showed me it's him, I'm like, all right, yeah, I get, I get that it's mm-hmm. the other church guy. Yeah, and, and I, I like when you can put that, when you can look back and go, oh, yeah, they gave me all the signs. I just mm-hmm. didn't put them together because I... The misdirection. I was looking somewhere else. But if I would have been focused Correct. on this guy, I would have seen it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, and they, he, did, did, they, they did a good job with the 
when they reveal that it's him and then he goes through the whole explanation of how he had actually become that because he found the beast but he got infected before he killed it mm-hmm. and then he was trying to suppress it mm-hmm. using religion and killing other right. dogs and different things to try and hold it back but it wasn't enough it just kept getting worse and worse yeah the priest knew the whole time right it's tonight already father Why don't you sit down here? I'll, I'll take care of your cuffs. I've done everything, everything this week, everything you said. I turned to you and you gave me shit! Confession? I, I gave you what you need to come back to the light. This necklace? Prayers? That's Sunday school garbage. You, you, you gave me nothing because you never believed me. I believe that you think that you were possessed by an evil. But have you killed any more dogs? Yeah, they, they wouldn't stop barking at me. I swear to God, they're barking in my head. Father, I need absolution. I need it before it's too late. When I moved here, no one believed me. I hunted the beast. I went in the woods and I killed it. But it got to me first. I have tried everything and nothing works. All I want to do is live in worship and kill in solitude and die in peace. No, 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 we're killing you. You have to. You have to kill what you attack. If, If you draw blood and you leave it alive, it carries over. It transforms with you. (laughs) You're <laughs> making all this up. No, I'm telling you this because I want you to know that when I kill you, it's out of love. It's an act of mercy. God damn it, Tom Noonan. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's, he's an awesome actor. I know. But yeah, I like that whole kind of uh, uh, cover-up kind of thing. You know, like the priest knew he tried to subdue, subdue it with all, like I said, religious artifacts and all that stuff. And uh, he did. I don't think the priest believed him. He was a werewolf. He just knew he was troubled, right? Because yeah. Yeah, it was something like... He knew he was out killing animals to, like, satiate some urge he had. And he yeah. uh, he was he was covering it up as, okay, as long as you're only killing animals. Right, and right. then he actually found out when he saw the, the open wounds, the mm-hmm. self-inflicted wounds close. And he's like, oh. And it's at that point in the movie where I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't care how much faith or how, much I, how well <laughs> I know you. If I just yeah. see... Uh, 12 inch gaping wound on your chest close i'm leaving yeah yeah <laughs> your yeah. salvation is beyond me i'm leaving you to your devices that's right yeah unless you're a wolverine i don't want to know what's going on <laughs> if you're wolverine then can i get an autograph yeah first can Maybe i get a, a selfie before you yeah right and then i'll run. Gonna, believe this i'm at wolverine and it's funny because that guy that uh, that was the werewolf, uh, Lance Guest is the actor's name. He was huh? in he was in a bunch of older stuff, but he was in Halloween Two, where he was like the the very short lived love interest guy, Jimmy, in the hospital with the little with the curly hair, and he slipped on the uh, blood oh, and died. I think. Right, right, right. So it's funny. He's just been around, and I love when they have these guys that are from old horror movies, like Tom Noonan, or like we get the Larry yes. Fessenden appearance in the beginning which is actually yeah, yeah. This, this movie was made by his production company the glass eye pictures yep. so of course he has to appear in it and i just love when they throw these guys in there like that and like oh shit that was the guy from whatever yeah what was the one from from um the jeremy Saulnier movie that it was like the woman from the brady bunch that was in it oh, oh yeah <laughs> uh i think it was jan brady right yeah and blue ruin yeah yeah and she plays like a white trash crackhead or something it's just great in it yeah it was, yeah. It was awesome <laughs> I mean, that's the natural progression from being a part of the Brady Bunch. Hell <laughs> yeah. There's got to be one bad apple in the bunch. That's right. <laughs> that's Absolutely. <laughs> it's got to be so, Jan, too. 
Um, you you were talking about with the the kind of realism of this guy being a, a veteran that's kind of disgruntled and. I, when I was thinking about this, I knew that you were a veteran, so I was curious what your thoughts were about that. Mm-hmm. And I really like how he had sort of explained about how he had gotten this eye trauma in the war, but then he just was too stubborn to take care of it. And I, yeah, I yeah. believe what he said was by the time that he had started to completely lose his sight, he couldn't stand to look at the world anymore. Right. And I was like, man, that's pretty, that's pretty heavy. Pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I get fed up with the world, but... Not enough that I want to lose my sight and everything. That's that's pretty insane. But I, I know, you know, obviously you weren't in the same war that this movie is referencing. But do do you ever feel like like you or you you know other people that have that kind of opinion or or that you just sort of struggle to fight that kind of thing off? Yeah, I've definitely experienced that with uh, when I when I when I first left the country for the military. It was about two thousand late two thousand eight. And I didn't come back stateside until about 2012. And I jaunted through a good portion of countries. Mm -hmm. And we had gone through, I left for late Bush, early Obama. And I came back in full swing of Obama. And like, I really didn't recognize the country. And I didn't recognize the new generation that was coming up. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it was disappointing because I was seeing these new... uh, not to be insulting, but I was seeing these new, softer, less motivated kids enter the military. And I was like, when I came in, everybody was hard, tough as nails. I came in in the generation immediately after 9-11. So okay. like, right. Right. country was unified. Everybody had a singular yeah, yeah. focus. And then I came back to an America that was on the brink of civil war with itself. So, yeah, I was very... Yeah. I was very... Uh, sure. I guess jaded and thinking to myself, like, I I kind of want to leave America again because this isn't the country that I left to fight for. This is what is this? Right. So I definitely sympathize with the Vietnam yeah. veteran that not only left and came back to a country they didn't recognize, but they came back to a country mm-hmm. that didn't want them there in the first place. Oh yeah, yeah, right, absolutely, right, right. That, that is definitely a theme in the movie too. That they kind of have some of that. Where the people are like, you know, oh, thanks for your service or whatever. Or, oh, wow, you were a veteran? And he's like, no, I am a veteran. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't stop being one, bitch. Yeah. He's a, <laughs> he, he definitely struck me as more of a, a Marine than a soldier because he's definitely, he definitely had that jarhead. I'm always a Marine until the day I die kind of right. thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But for the, Every Vietnam veteran, for the most part, is like that. They're just, they, oh, a sure. piece of them stays in Vietnam. So they're like, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm mm-hmm. always a goddamn veteran. But uh, he was very, he was a very sympathetic character. And yeah. like, you could see, you could see that all his losses deeply pained him. And each loss just compounded how distant he made himself from the world. Like sure, when he right. lost, when he lost his service dog, I knew like that's his only connection. Like that's yeah, what yeah. he loves most. He, maybe more than his son, he loves that dog because Probably. it's his constant yeah. companion. So when he yeah, lost yeah, because, the dog, he even asked him to replace him. He's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So when he lost the dog, I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be a really mm-hmm. sad story. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. gonna end well. Oh yeah. Well, and and he goes to find sure. out going back to the movie is that he. Was he even like prepared himself? Look, this next full moon, I'm dying 
countless werewolves. Yeah. Because that's yeah. his only motive of living right now. He took my dog. You know, I got nothing else to do. Um, I don't want to continue this way. That's why he was pretty much pushing his son away and everything. And to like the very end, he, he did his like little reconciliation phone call with his son um, just to kind of like tell him, look, everything's everything's good. Uh, or I'm sorry for acting this way. But yeah, it, I think it's because that werewolf attacked his dog and killed him. He, he was like, I'm going to die. I'm, I'm preparing myself to die. Uh, yeah. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, I love the montage of him preparing yes. throughout the month of him counting out the steps to like it's eight steps to the light and six steps to this yeah, yeah. and twelve steps to get to the, where the gun is and he memorized all that shit and was doing push-ups and which everyone knows mm-hmm. that's all you need for exercise is just push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> be fine. Um, I actually suck at push-ups, so I'm not going to do well against a werewolf, I guess. I guess not. The minute he pulled out his class A's, I knew like, oh, he intends to die tonight. Like, oh yeah, this, yeah. This isn't yeah, a yeah. this isn't a final stand. This is like we're all going out together. Type sure. Deal. Yeah. Yep. And I love that final battle. Like the the other creepy church guy goes and infects the other old ladies. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and recruits them to come join him, and then they they all are kind of after him. And he's he's kind of picking them off a little bit at a time, and he fucking explodes that one's head with the silver bullet shotgun shell. Awesome! I was like, yo. <laughs> so we so we had my household had watched this movie shortly after we had watched Cheap Thrills, and to okay. uh-huh. sort of tie them together, I stopped the movie at this point, and I turned and I'm like, so I know my answer, but would you or how much? what it costs for somebody walks up to you and says, I'm a werewolf and they prove that they're a werewolf and they want you to become a werewolf. Like one, would you do it? And two, would you need to be paid off to do it? (laughs) Right. Uh, I I think it depends on the werewolf. Like you would have to maybe know a little bit about what type it is. We're like, are we talking this movie or that movie? (laughs) Let's say he'll have a regular life for 29 days a month. And like he I gives you the whole ones. rundown, you get the whole PowerPoint yeah. presentation, and like the caveat is like when you turn, you have to kill at least one thing, uh-huh. like one sentient being, in oh, yeah, order yeah. for to turn back into a human. And right. I, oh. my girl's like, so would you? I was like, hell yeah, I'd be a werewolf, <laughs> impervious <laughs> to ninety nine percent of damage. The only thing that can kill me is silver. I like right. gold anyway. Right. I'm I'm yeah. cool with this. <laughs> I know who the hell has silver, anyways. And once a month, I get to take out the neighbor I like the least. Yeah, I'm good with this. Yeah, just on a full moon, you just go hang out in some neighborhood with a bunch of people you hate, like some some yeah. rich neighborhood or something. Or <laughs> you're like, well, it's it's, it's a kind of a crapshoot of who's gonna die here, but uh, this is where the <laughs> turn is gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, my answer was yes, and I probably don't need paid. Yeah. I, the people yeah. I kill, I'll just I'll just rob them. I'll just yeah. take whatever. Yeah, and uh, and it's one of those things. Like, is it only one person I get to kill? Can I do, I do multiple? No, you can <laughs> but, kill uh, as many as you want, but minimum you got to take out at least one in order to like end the curse for that month. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't see a problem. Nice. I don't see a problem. All right, <laughs> we're going wolf. Yeah, we're <laughs> Never go full wolf. Guy, Never go full. Every, Every, like, sort of transformation movie, whether it be werewolf or vampire, I'm always like, who would choose to be human in this scenario? Right. Like, Especially vampire. Could... Like, vampire is more enticing, but yeah. Vampire breaks into my house, and it's like, 
oh, I'm going to bite you and turn you. And I'm like, hold up. One <laughs> yeah. quick question. Do I become a thrall in your servitude or do I like get right, to do right. my own thing? Because if right. I get to do Am my own thing, bite away. I'm not going to yeah. run. You got to chase me, man. You could have came through the front door. You got pamphlets? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to break my door, dude. You could have just asked. I would have yeah, let, let you the do hell? it. <laughs> it's very unnecessary. Now I need a new oh, door yeah. and I also have to turn into a vampire. <laughs> oh, exactly. man. You know how much sun is going to come in through that broken door? I know. Damn it. <laughs> I know. What do you think it says? Twilight? I don't just sparkle in the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't you ever see Dusk Till Dawn? <laughs> so that's always been my thing about like transformation horror movies. I'm like, why are these people running? I know. This seems amazing yep. to me. Yeah. Yep. Well, I guess I guess there's always the chance that you're the person that just gets eaten and dies and doesn't become a wolf. I mean, uh, I don't I don't know how they decide who lives and who dies in that situation, but I'm a it seems unclear runner. in most movies. I'm a fast runner, so I'm I'm pretty sure if I just let you catch the guy that's slower than me, you'll eat your fill, <laughs> and then I'll just well, that's be me. turned. <laughs> yeah, and just be like, hey, if you just bite me, then we can like hang out and be friends, and you right. won't be so lonely. <laughs> Although I don't know if I'd want to hang out with that church guy all the time. I'd be like, I gotta be a right. vampire, but I gotta be this dude's best friend. I'm like, Ugh, I don't know about that. I mean, yeah. sacrifices, kind of. Right. I I think I'd take that one. I take that hit. Yeah, but right. I keep him. I, I keep him at arm's length. Like, oh man, I change my phone <laughs> yeah. number every century or so. Yeah, yeah. I'm busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm busy tonight. I got plans. <laughs> Doing my hair. I, <laughs> that takes a long time. Oh, you want me to come out tonight? I would, but the sun doesn't set until like ten. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that whole bursting in the flames thing can't do it tonight, man. I'm suddenly yeah. allergic to dogs, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Oh, that would suck if you turned into a werewolf and were allergic to pet dander. <laughs> You're like, fuck. <laughs> I just sneeze all the time. This is bullshit. <laughs> give yourself away, big time. I know. Uh, yeah. All right, well, why don't we go around and give our final thoughts and our sort of rating system here that we do, which on the show we do a hate it, don't like it, like it, or love it. And Marco, do you want to start us off? Yeah. Um, I like this movie. I don't. I don't love it. I like it. I don't. Uh, I like it enough to probably watch it again, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or recommend honestly. Again, because it has a lot of uh, good aspects of it. It's got a look, good character development, I think, uh, between the uh, the old man, even the son relationship, and the community itself. Um, again, always uh, you get like almost five points just for a cool transformation. So it's like a given. Like it just for that aspect. Um, we did suffer a little bit because of like it, it's it kicked off with action and then we didn't see it anymore until like the end and you had to go through all that human sure. drama stuff and all that. Stuff. But again, it, that's that type of movie. And I think there's room for that. So um, I think I'm, I'm at a high like a really high like like nice. probably nice. six or seven in, in, a, in the aspect of things. So yeah, it was good. Nice, nice. What about you, Andre? I to piggyback off what you said transformation mm-hmm. werewolf transformation is everything for me i would have been at a don't like were it not for that awesome werewolf transformation that we got right right so i'm right around okay. a, i'm right around a six or seven i like it i would i recommend it to somebody else uh, if you got an afternoon to kill maybe sure but this right. this is an app this is an appetizer this definitely isn't a, a main course movie okay yeah so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go that's with a good that analogy. Like yeah, cool. Uh, I actually am a little higher than you guys, 
but uh, not like like literally and metaphorically, but um, <laughs> uh, only a little bit. Yeah. But um, the the this one I've seen three or four times now, and I I like this one quite a bit. I think it did grow on me from watching it more because you there's always this thing with the movies where when you don't know who it is or you're waiting for the thing to happen or the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that consumes a lot of you, your, your attention to it and, and your thought process. And then when you know what's going to happen, then you watch it again, then you kind of can dissect just the, the, the more nuance of the characters or the, the stuff like right. that. And the way that our, our main character, uh, Ambrose, I think is his name, which is yeah. Yeah, Ambrose, first name. Yes. Yeah. It's like Ambrose McKinley, and I'm like, this guy does not look Irish, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's actually Italian or something, the the actor. But anyways, okay. he um, he just he's so good in this role, and he, he makes me laugh with his kind of snarky, cold attitude towards people and the sort of secondary things that come along with this movie and his interactions with people, like the priest character or with the, the, the annoying old lady crew. And stuff just mm-hmm. are, are funny to me. I love the the one when he goes the, the lady's husband is in the iron lung. <laughs> and he goes and he, he almost shuts it off, and she's like, "What are you doing? You almost killed him!" Yeah, he almost he almost killed him, and she just know. runs with that through the whole movie. And he said something about like, "Good luck with your vegetable" or something to her when he was leaving. <laughs> and I was like, "What a dick!" He just yeah, called they, that lady's husband a vegetable. Their main complaints about him was that he was unapproachable and. He carries his shovel everywhere, which yeah, yeah. if yeah. someone's un- if someone's unapproachable, why do you keep approaching them? Just yeah. leave them alone. It's, it's <laughs> I know. literally all he asked them to do the whole movie. Leave me alone. Leave me to my own devices. Stop yeah. coming yeah. to visit. Yeah, yeah, Stop yeah. talking to me. And yeah, don't so bring they your made damn cakes. They made him a threat by not leaving him alone. <laughs> right. Uh, unapproachable and prone to violence was the but, was the whole yeah. complaint. Yeah, and he scratched my floors with his shovel. Yeah, he scratched my floors with but his shovel. <laughs> you, you definitely hit the nail on the head because, like, I watched this movie a second time so that I mm-hmm. could like get notes and catch mm-hmm. the things that I missed on the first go round. And I yeah. definitely enjoyed it more the second time around because I wasn't focused on how terrible right. the werewolf suit was. Yeah, yeah. How focus more on the characters. How uninterested I was in Ethan Embry's character and his wife's pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I, ah, like, I don't care about any of that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was and definitely more enjoyable the second go round. Yeah, and they didn't overdo it with that. They didn't linger on it for too long or like you know sidebar right. for fifteen minutes about it. It gave his, just his enough whatever. of right. a reason as to why he wasn't immediately running to his father's side. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, definitely. It didn't overstay its welcome. But yeah, I would yeah. say this one falls into the love category. It's not like a classic, but I think in the mm-hmm. werewolf the werewolf category that this one is definitely a, a slightly lesser known one that I think is definitely worth checking out. It's not on the level of kind of the, the big... I feel like the big three are American Werewolf in London, The Howling, and Silver Bullet. Mm-hmm. And I think like after that, you know, this maybe falls into that second category somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of yeah. movies. Um, I also have to admit that I've never seen Dog Soldiers, but I hear that that one's really good too. I've not seen that either. That the, that's the Marines versus the Werewolf, correct? I believe so. It's like a Joe Dante movie. I, th- I think I I've, I I think I've seen I've, it, but I haven't. I think I've caught that in passing because, like, like I said, my girlfriend likes to watch like weird horror oh, movies that she finds on Netflix. So I think I caught like a portion of it. I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. 
and I wanted to watch it, but I never actually sat down to go to it. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's Neil Marshall. I'm sorry, not Joe Dante. My top horror movie is the uh, the one with Anthony Hopkins in it. Oh, it, uh, so one of the, the werewolf ones, or yeah, my top werewolf one was the one with Anthony Hopkins. And I yeah, can't I can't remember, remember the name, the of, name it, but... of it, but one because I immensely enjoy Anthony Hopkins and everything he does mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. combine it with werewolves and it's like oh and it's the it's the whole pack mentality of werewolves of how mm-hmm. one, you have to become the alpha by destroying the previous alpha and I was like oh this is good I really enjoyed that right werewolf movie. right nice nice so why don't we take a quick break here and then we'll come back to talk about cheap thrills well it's your old man. I don't want to leave it like this between us. I got something I need to tell you. I know I wasn't the father you needed me to be. I wasn't a good husband to your mother. You both deserve better. When you were born, it was the happiest day of my life. You don't remember, but those were good years for all of us. And when he told me I was going blind, it was a black thing inside me shut out the light, including you and your mother. I left because I didn't want to touch you or her, but I was wrong. I know that now. I wasn't just blind in my eyes, I was blind in my heart. The only thing I was good at was being a soldier. That's what I am. That's how I'm going out. Remember me, son, for that and nothing else. I'm proud to be your father, and I'm sorry I won't get to see my grandkids. You have a good woman, future in front of you. Don't look back. That was my mistake. You can't live in the past. You gotta put it away and move forward. Life's a gift. Don't waste it like I did. Give my love to Anne. I'd be the man I couldn't be. I love you, boy. I always have. Goodbye, son. are back to talk about our second movie chosen randomly coincidentally also having Ethan Embry playing a much better role in this movie yeah this is amazing and this this one is called Cheap Thrills from 2014 I think I had said Mm -hmm. Uh, the synopsis of this according to me is (laughs) not IMDB (laughs) anymore (laughs) right Uh, so we have our, our main character is this guy Craig 
and he's you know got a newborn baby and seems like a loving relationship with his wife is down on his luck they show he's about to be evicted from his apartment he goes to his his shitty job changing oil and gets fired from that job for some reason and he's kind of like fuck i'm i'm totally screwed i'm just gonna go get a drink so he's hanging out at the bar and his old friend comes in who they established pretty much right away that he is like a collector for debts and he's kind of yep, a you know yes. a shady character uh played by ethan embry and he i think his name is vince and so these, these guys are just catching up and they encounter this other guy who's doing coke in the bathroom he's got this hot young girlfriend and this guy is played by david keckner yes uh most notably champ from the anchorman movies yep yep uh, whammy anyway i become kind of famous for my signature catchphrase whammy as in gene tennis at the play Whammy! What, uh, <laughs> whammy! <laughs> whammy! Let me just grab this. Oh, sorry about that. Whammy! <laughs> so, it, pretty much, they just start hanging out with this guy, and he starts betting them little by little. You know, I'll give you 50 bucks if you do this. I'll give you 100 bucks if you do that. I'll give you 200 bucks if you do that. And he's just flashing around a lot of cash and kind of being show offish. Right. And so you feel like there is definitely some shady undertone to this whole thing. But at the same time, they're kind of sucked in because they're both in need of money for different reasons. And so they kind of follow this guy along, which, as as you would imagine, the stakes increase greatly throughout the movie to pretty extreme things that started out at just, you know, taking a shot or hitting a certain spot with the, with the dart on a dollar bill or something. So Right. Uh, yeah, and it gets pretty crazy pretty quickly i would say yeah that was uh, that was badass is what it was it was so lots of this here's the thing you will never forget this night you know or who are you with me and vince and violet i mean even if you never see us again you will never forget us i think that's some awesome shit i mean i, th I, th I honestly think about shit like that all the time Hey, give him a yeah! <laughs> I just want to go home. Uh, so, you guys had both never seen this movie before, correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah, this is the first time ever hearing about it. What? Uh, why don't we start with you, Marco? Just kind of give me your initial thought of what you, what your take on this movie is. Yeah. So, as as this, um, it's a simple concept of a movie, right? We've seen this kind right. of movie before, Truth or Terror, or Would You Rather. Um, so, at, right away, I was kind of like a little bit skeptical right like going through it okay what are we going to do I, I, of course it's going to ramp up and get you know probably gross or violent or whatever but uh, man shockingly like i even the, the whole to the end of it of the movie i was just like this is fucking good like this is what a great <laughs> ramp up and a great finale and i don't know how much you want to give away with twists and all that stuff but um uh, yeah, we can we can safely. Uh, I think okay. people know ahead of time, but in case anyone's warning, there is some fairly spoilerish stuff. So I guess if you haven't seen the movie and don't want it spoiled, then you should go watch this. It's on Shutter right now, so go watch it. And yeah, then come back and listen. Yes, yes. So again, with that, like the point in my head when I was watching, I'm like, I hope they do this, but they're probably not. And then when they did, I was like, Oh my god! The, it just the the movie went from funny. To like serious, to funny, to like kind of gross, but then dark, and I was like, "What a good!" I, I just thought it was like a great roller coaster ride of a right. movie. Uh, again, simple concept uh, that wasn't random. You know what I mean? This wasn't just a guy. Just there was a reason. There was a point behind everything in the film. 
sure. uh, which I appreciated too. It wasn't just like that, you know, someone for a cheap, like I said, like it wasn't really a cheap thrill, <laughs> you know, it was yeah. really for a purpose and, and a lifestyle that these two guys or the, the husband and wife wanted to live and very sadistic. And it, it, it was, um, good. it was good. It reminds me of uh, trading places. Yes. They, they bet each other yes. like over nothing if they could ruin someone's life and make someone's life better. That's basically what it is. I mean, they help someone out in this yeah. film. Uh, and and then, you know, the whole point was to really like, again, uh, help someone out and ruin somebody at the same time, giving them both promise. And uh, I just right. loved it. I thought it was great. What about you, Andre? What's your kind of initial take on this? Uh, to expand on what Marco said, really simple concept. But they take it so deep. They delve so deep into the psychology of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to, spoiler for my review, my rating, I love this movie. Nice. Because yeah. the dichotomy of someone who wants versus someone who needs and right. who mm-hmm. ends up triumphing in the end. Like, I was right. on the edge of my seat with this movie yes. until until the after credits. Like, I watched all the credits through because I was certain that there was going to be something that was going to be like a kickback at the end where it's actually not Uh a happy ending. And I was like, I I needed more of this movie. Like, I didn't want it to end the way it did. I wanted to see something else. Oh, yeah. And this has that happy ending question mark kind of thing to it. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it's happy. Like the ending kind of reminded me of Murder Party. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen that one, but I keep referencing all these Jeremy Solnier movies. <laughs> but uh, it, it's basically kind of like that where it's like, well, he lived and I guess it's a happy ending. Yeah, but I mean, he's kind of going to be fucked up for life now. You don't know if that rug's going to be, you know, gonna be, you know uh, uh, thrown from under his feet for any moment, yeah. you know, at the end. Like, is he really getting I, away with this? I love it because it's it's right up my alley as far as like, this is something that I could really see happening one one night oh, with some yeah, lecherous yeah. Oh, yeah. beings, and like it's it's one of those. It's not a happy ending, but it's the mm. best. It's the best ending that you can hope for. Yes. Speaking speaking from the character's perspective, like mm-hmm. he yes. knows deep down that this this was the worst night of his life. Right. But experiencing the worst night of his life has potentially changed his life for the better for the foreseeable future. Correct. Like, mm-hmm. When you, if you wake up tomorrow morning and you don't have any income and you've got a newborn and you're, you've got a wife that's already out of your league because you were the high school nerd. Mm, sure. Right. So your wife's gorgeous. You managed to knock her up and convince her to marry you. And now you're suddenly <laughs> jobless with no hope of finding anything. And you're going to be yeah. evicted on Friday. Yeah. This is oh, like, it's crazy. Yeah. I would, I would do everything that this guy did to, yeah to save that to prolong that for one more day because he goes into it uh are are we breaking down the whole movie uh well i mean we're not going to walk through the entire movie step by step but we could just kind of bounce around so if there's any any points you want to bring up or whatever then for sure you know just go ahead and throw them out there at the point where he like is fed up and he's like i can't do this anymore i'm going home like yeah i got i got the money i needed i was Mm -hmm. like yeah there's as soon as he walked out, I was like, there's no fucking way he's just going to walk out. <laughs> like, he's definitely coming back because he's going to realize, like, my yeah. life, if I lose what I got, it's not getting any better. I got to right. go back in there. Oh, yeah, I yeah. got to get enough money that I can fucking keep my wife happy and keep a roof over our heads for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah. And you showed, the, the, like I said in the beginning, we see that he, he cares about this family and they care about him. It's not this kind of fractured marriage mm-hmm. or, or some 
you know, bad situation. Like he he wants to do right by them, even yeah. if it ends up being that he has to do wrong by them. Right. And then when when we first meet up with Vince and their conversation in the bar, like it tells you what kind of life this kid led. Like he was a loser. He, right. He, right. He he tried hard, and he always tried to achieve as high as he could. But at the end of the day, he was the kid that gets the wedgies and gets the swirlies and like he's the tag along he's the loser of the group so oh yeah it was, yeah. It was mm-hmm. really good to see him like what is what is it every dog has its day it's, it yes. was really good to see like the loser come out on top even if yeah. the top is a little shaky yeah well and you you see these two guys evolve so much through the movie mm-hmm. because they just start out where you know vince is really really just leading his normal everyday life, you know, go out and break some guy's arm for 80 bucks and then go get drunk. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, we see, like we had said, this guy is basically having the worst day of his life and they both come across this opportunity at the same time. And it's, it's really crazy the direction that it takes them because you see Vince is like all about it through the entire thing. And he just gets more and more intense and he gets more competitive about it and more, fierce throughout the whole mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. Um, especially at the point of he gets this great idea of where that he's going to rob the guy at knife point to steal all of his cash from him right and then the guy's like no no man it's just you know obviously they, they bust it up it doesn't work and then he's like let's just keep playing the game and you'd be like okay something is definitely wrong here if this guy <laughs> yeah let me get away with trying to rob him and then is like let's just keep <laughs> playing the game and i'm gonna give you a bunch of cash now let's just pretend these last 15 minutes didn't even happen, all right? What are we doing? We just tried to rob you. Yeah, that was really fucking lame. That was really fucking stupid. All right, listen. Violent and I haven't necessarily been honest with you guys either, but we're willing to let bygones be bygones, all right? Okay, bygones are bygones. We did not try to rob you. I didn't just hold a knife to your throat. I know, Vince. I just said fucking rewind. It doesn't exist. The past, shut the fuck up. The past is the past, all right? We're in the present. Didn't exist. Let's start over. Let's reset. I'm cool with it. Are you cool with it? Okay. Guys, all right, so we're cool. We're cool. Let's push play. You're not going to call the cops on us? I'm not going to call the fucking cops across my heart, all right? So what, 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 what the fuck is this? Huh? What the fuck is this? This is Violet's birthday, guys. What am I gonna get this girl? Look at her, she's a vision. My God. Girl's got everything, she can buy everything she wants. You gotta think outside the box, guys. So Violet and I came up with this idea for an awesome night. You can find a couple of losers, you you, you pay them a bunch of money, and you you laugh your asses off while they humiliate themselves. Awesome fucking night, happy birthday. Come on, are you kidding me? You guys aren't losers, you're fucking awesome. This has been a night, right? This has been fucking amazing. This is more like this is more like a, a reality game show. What reality game show? You know the game shows when they they gobble like animal dicks. They make them do that, or or, or put their head in a bucket of snakes, or eat bugs. You know, she's like that. Except this isn't TV, right? That and there's two hundred fifty thousand tax-free dollars. Yeah, because he reveals this plan. His, his him and his wife is plan. He's like, I'm giving this money to you anyway. So if you're robbing me. You know, it, what, he ends up being like, you know, like a kung fu guy and he and turned into pages on so he couldn't rob him and everything. And it's like, I'm going to get this to you guys anyway. It's just wanted to you to work for it. And then yeah. it goes into like that whole thing. But yeah, which, the, um, which 
delves into a little bit more of the psychology of like yeah craig is has always been willing to work for what he has he's always right, had right. to earn it, everything and vince has always wanted to take the shortcut so yeah. even yeah. though neither character is a hero in this story yeah. the whole want versus need keeps coming into play and they keep harping back on it and yeah yeah, like, yeah the guy that takes the shortcut is the guy that never actually makes it to the finish line right yeah well they they, they brought up the the working for the money thing a couple times because mm-hmm. it was at the bar when the, he makes the first bet and he goes here craig you need the money more than me and he goes to give it to him and he's like no man he's got to work for that you can't just give him yeah. the money right and i felt like that there was a few little moments like that where they were kind of touching on the the rich people also are like well no we're not just going to give you money to help you out yeah. right. you got to do something for us what are you going to do for us to to get this money right you know, entertain us do something work hard earn it T- dance monkeys dance yes yeah, yeah exactly and so they really hit on a lot of levels the want the need the the upper mm-hmm. class and and the like their opinion of this whole situation Mm-hmm. And they even kind of started to touch on a little bit where they had this this conversation between Vince and and Craig about how he was like, you know, you're just the fucking loser. And right. You could have tried hard and you didn't. And he's like, I'm I'm the fucking loser. You know, you were the one that had good parents and went to college and, and you're in the same place as me. You're here doing all the same <laughs> bullshit. So, so who's, who's the fucking loser? Good luck reattaching that chew toy now, huh? You're a real piece of shit, you know that? <laughs> yeah. At least I didn't steal $25,000 from my friend. I need that money. For my family. You just blow it on hookers and drugs. I know you. Yeah, I know you too, Craig. I'm not that person anymore. I have responsibilities. I have a life to live. You don't have shit to do but waste the world's oxygen. You're a fucking loser. You know what happens? No, yeah, I do. I know I'm a loser. See, I've always known that. But you, you, you really surprised me, Craig. See, because you had parents that loved you. And they, they took care of you. They sent you to college and got you an education. But look how you fucking turned out. You obviously didn't make it as a writer. I mean, hell, you can't even keep a job changing oil at a fucking car shop. You had to fuck another woman and mutilate yourself just to keep your family off the street. So who's, who's the bigger loser? Huh? So little backstory. That was my favorite part of the movie because, oh yeah, because aside from like all the the gore and all that, I have had that exact conversation with people because I grew up in the gutter. Like I grew up poor, had to claw my way to finally make something of myself to where I live pretty damn comfortably now. Right. And Mm -hmm. my brother, however, who grew up with my father's side of the family, that was pretty well off. He's he's not doing pretty well, and he's calling me every every week or so, like, hey, let me borrow twenty dollars until Friday. Like, no, right. yeah. So hearing that conversation played out in the movie, I was like, 
oh, so I'm not the only one that has to deal with <laughs> fucking shit bags that want to take a shortcut and always want to <laughs> pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. I'm not the right. only person that has to deal with these guys. So I sure, enjoyed sure. that part of the movie, and I wanted to, like, FaceTime my brother and just be like, I don't want to <laughs> argue. I just want you to watch this scene and just, right, right, just right. understand it. So, mm-hmm. like, oh, That's this movie funny. hit on so many levels and i i love it i love this cool. movie yeah yeah the emotions are great and the characters i mean pat pat healy is the main guy that plays craig mm-hmm. he's so believable in this role yeah. like he he just looks like that character you're like yeah. yep that yeah. that's what that guy looks like yeah 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 like, I, when he got knocked out by the bouncer and woke up broke his <laughs> bloody nose i was like he couldn't get any more craig until right. just now like he is embodying <laughs> this character that subtle right. yeah. makeup effect like it lets you know everything you need to know about this guy like every day of his yep. life has been a struggle and they yeah. don't get better I, I had two things about that and one is how bad did you want someone to come over and be like come on craig get up get up craig but even more more than that i wonder if when he got knocked out if he fell out of his shoes oh my god yeah right <laughs> Because oh, I, I know that's your favorite thing in the world. I would have cried. We would have had to stop the movie, and I'd have had to laugh for 30 minutes <laughs> if he'd have gotten knocked out of his shoes. You would have been even like, if, this movie is an 11 out of 10. Even if right, they would have right. just shown the shoes next to the couch when he woke up, I'd have automatically assumed, oh, he flew out of those. <laughs> this should have been a thing. Oh, man. I just know that's your favorite thing, so now whenever I see someone get knocked out, I'm like, I wonder if his shoes came off. I love it right. so much. <laughs> now you got me thinking about that every time I see that. <laughs> um, aside from the characters, this movie has a series of kind of escalating dares, and I, I didn't write down every single one of them. Oh, I remember but I thought I thought we could go through <laughs> and just kind of point out a few and and sort of, I guess, just for fun, comment on like what we think we would or wouldn't do maybe right possibly incriminating ourselves or not perfect um, so um, yeah so it starts out pretty basic but i know it it gets pretty ramped up once i mean you get from the the bar where he's just like you know 500 bucks if you punch him first and like right okay well that i probably would have done but i I wouldn't have just stand there and been like yeah i punched him guys yeah no i would yeah yeah, punch and run big time right (laughs) i know Um, the, the next one I would shit in my neighbor's house. You wouldn't oh, have yes. to pay. You wouldn't have to pay me to do that. Absolutely. Like I, would, I would go shit in my neighbor's house just to see my neighbor's face the next morning. Like, is somebody yeah, shit yeah. in my living room? Like, oh man, that sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. You got security cameras. Did you see who it was? <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, that one's pretty crazy. Uh, then, but but still not that bad. It's more of an no. anxiety thing at that point. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that's pretty. T- that's more practical, jokey, you know. Where I think a, every, yeah. a lot of people would do that and funny and just kind of like, even if you got caught, it's still funny. I mean, right, right. You know, to a, but, after the fact. But then Vince ups the ante by uh, because he wasn't able to shit in the house. He steals the dog. Yeah, he's like, "Want me to kill this dog?" <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right. Cut off, cut off the problem at the source. Like the dog can't shit in your yard if I kill the dog, right? <laughs> the reactions is funny it's like we're not killing no dogs it's like yeah <laughs> yeah i know it's funny like even we have limits jesus it's, yeah, yeah exactly when, we have limits especially when we look back on like the final bet and we're like right. you weren't yeah. willing to kill a dog but 
Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's Weird just not entertaining to them. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to think if they had anything. Obviously, they had the the sex bet, which it wasn't really. Well, I guess it was kind of a bet, but it wasn't like who could do this first. It was just that she wanted to have sex with Craig because he was the married guy. She was the, in married, the married guys. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not a wager for the single guy who's attracted right. to. It's it's a wager for the guy who's devoted to his wife, and you know yeah. he's here. To yeah, he has something family. to lose. Yeah. Right. Yep. I know Vince was even like, I'll do it for free. He's like, shut up, yeah, Vince. Yeah, I wonder yeah, if he... shut up, Vince. It's not going to happen. So when he comes home with all the money, you think he tells his wife, like, okay, so the first 4500 I made was mm-hmm. I had to no. cheat on you for it. <laughs> or do we just, do we just he probably doesn't. He probably doesn't, but then he feels guilty later and then tells her, and then they get divorced when the kid's like five. And she <laughs> takes half. Yeah. She gets she gets one hundred twenty five thousand dollars and she doesn't have to <laughs> do anything for it. Yeah, probably something like that is what would happen. But yeah, yeah, I mean that one that's that's a weird one because obviously that pertains more specifically to him because of the nature of his relationship and also the nature of his circumstances. And I feel like at that point, I can't remember, but I think at that point. I don't remember if they had already tried to do the robbery. I think they already tried to do the robbery yeah. by then. Yeah, oh, this, is all this was after the yeah, robbery. Yeah. So they, they they, knew that they had to kind of keep going or they would be out. So Right, right. Um, which is funny because uh, during the robbery thing, and I was joking a little bit about this before, um, before in, in the chat about how they, they make, he he's like, you know, I'll do whatever, but I'm not going to suck his dick for, for any yeah. amount of money that you have or whatever. And he's like, right. no, I'm not. I'm not having dudes bang other dudes or blow other dudes. That's not what's happening here. Okay. But let me tell you this: no matter how much money's in that box, I'm not sucking his dick. Oh. No dudes boning dudes or blowing each other. No. We just had to do whatever we say. Not that. But I just thought that was funny because I'm like, hmm, that's a that's an interesting one. I wonder where that one would go. Realistically. Uh, <laughs> Every everybody has a price. Of yeah, of course, yeah. Like, <laughs> for sure. Like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk teleport into your house right now, and they're like, "Hey, each of us will give you a billion dollars, but you got to be an ass slave for one year. That's three hundred sixty-five days, and there's two of us, so you're sure. getting you're getting banged. What's that? Five hundred and thirty times. <laughs> right for a whole year. Yeah, twice a day for one year." Yeah, two billion well, dollars. I'm taking it. Plus, they might kind of get bored and be like, oh, "I'm gonna take a day off." Yeah, maybe get a couple of days rest. <laughs> right. Think about the vacations you're gonna go on in that time. Oh yeah, yeah. They're gonna want to bang you in some exotic locations, so right. you're getting free vacations all year, and all you gotta do is pay a million dollars a year for the rest of your life for counseling. Do we get? <laughs> yeah. Do we get reach arounds with those? Because <laughs> then I might. <laughs> is there like a rusty trombone action going on or <laughs> as, as long as yeah. i don't ever have to be the middle part of an eiffel tower i'm good <laughs> yeah yeah or a human centipede i don't want to be oh. in the middle of that either Ooh. oh yeah exactly <laughs> um no that's that's a an interesting one i feel like i'd rather i'd rather be for me personally, because I'm I'm not gay, but I'm, I totally am not like opposed to anything. Sure. I just don't know that I have any interest in it. I feel like I would be more okay with d- doing 
Having someone do me from behind all the time, and you just like pretend you're somewhere else, as opposed to having to blow someone <laughs> every day. Oh it's yeah. It's like you, you can't really like go somewhere else while you're doing that. <laughs> you gotta concentrate. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so right there, it's already one to the the good in that category. Right. <laughs> and in this particular set of circumstances, I definitely would take that one. So. Yeah. Even if yeah, there was, yeah. even if it wasn't tax free, I'd be like a billion dollars <laughs> not tax free. Sure. So it's yeah. 500 million, yeah, out the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as long as a I lot get a lump, of, that's a lot of action figures you could buy with that. As long right? as I get a lump sum payment, I don't want a payment plan. I don't want Yeah, no, no, this has to be, this has to be cash out the door. Yeah. You got you to gotta keep going back and, like, get the money from them every week. It's uncomfortable. You got to send that awkward text message every week. Hey, can I get that money? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, like, I'm yeah, not sure. letting you. I'm not letting you bang me and then leave the money on the dresser like I'm some cheap whore. <laughs> right? But, uh, no, that's that's a, an interesting one. I don't know as far as, like, an actual dollar amount where the line in the sand would be, but I, I think I'm open enough that I would not be completely <laughs> against experimentation in the right circumstances and frame of mind. Sure. Hey, the right man, person. money fixes everything. <laughs> yeah, terrible. and it might not even have to be that money if the guy's good looking enough. So what I, so what <laughs> I, I mean, heard, like wait, I said that. So what I just heard Paul say is that all I got to do is take him to the whiskey house in San Diego. The whiskey give, house. Give him some hundred-year-old whiskey, and uh, whatever happens, happens. Got that in a hot toy Chewbacca, I think, would fix everything. Yeah. I might be so distracted with Chewbacca, I wouldn't even know what's happening. <laughs> or if you dress up like Chewbacca, hey, hey, now we're talking. Just give you a little... Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Paul's paying you. I am in. <laughs> Uh, but no, there's there's no there's no bets involving boning dudes as they put it in this movie. Right, right, so. right. It's funny how the, it went there though in the movie too. It's like that is a thing too. I think anybody would say, right? Yeah. Well, that especially Vince, because you know Vince is more of the masculine guy, so he's like, I'm not gonna yeah, blow yeah. some dude for money. Yeah, yeah. I think this is. So. Which, which, which then brings the whole like, if I if he wasn't thinking about it, now he's thinking about oh. You don't want to yeah. blow a dude hmm. for money? Hmm. Right. Yeah, Maybe right. I should have you blow a dude for money. Yeah, this just right. escalated. <laughs> and so so uh, then, yeah. then we get into the next. After Vince or Craig sleeps with his wife, he's like extremely distraught and he runs off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Vince gets the offer. He's like, I'll do anything to get this money. Just keep the game going because he realizes that if there's no competition, then the right. money's not going to flow. So he's like, I'll do anything. So the offer is, all right, take this meat cleaver and take your pinky off for 25 grand. Yeah. I know. And he's, he thinks about it and then settles on, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it for 25 grand. Why did he have to think about it? Like, I use my pinky for nothing. 25 grand? Easy. The easiest yeah. 25 grand I'll ever make. Absolutely. That pinky would have been gone before he even... <laughs> Yeah, Soon before the, the other guy came in table. and broke the, the tension there. Yeah, so Craig runs back in, and he's like, I'll do it for 24, and they just yeah, haggle back and forth. Each other. I know. I love his, his re-entrance, though. is great because you just hear him. Yeah. And, he's, and he, he's, he makes the counter offer, and he's like, oh, shit, fucking Craig's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, I don't yeah. know if I'd go down to 15 grand for a pinky, but right. as long as we're in the 20s, I can yeah, live without yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I think I might, in that circumstance of where I'm trying to not, like, not get beat by another, like, if it was a competitive thing, mm. be like, fuck it, I'll do it for free just to, like, show this guy that I'm more badass than him. 
like. But that's just me personally. I don't see, think see, that Craig I, is that person. Well, see, I would have I would have came in and let Vince cut his pinky off, and he's in so much pain. You know, it's like let him do that trick. But mm. again, it's like okay, you just went from sex to pinky. What's coming up also? So. Do you take this, like, again, in the progression of things, the pinky might be the easy way out. But at right. the same time, you could probably get rid of Vince right away, too, because that's yeah, that yeah. would be, like, his last thing. Yeah, because Vince, Vince is there because he just wants money. He doesn't right, have some right. underlying motive that's, like, driving him to right. do ever more crazy shit. So Yeah, if, if anything, probably... it's just that he would have the ability to get out of the line of work. Like, he kind of pitches that at one point where he says, you know, I right. could die at any day, and, and, like, this will set me up that I can get out of doing this. But I feel like he would just be back doing it. Yeah, so now he discussing wouldn't. it, I'm thinking, like, if he would have just let Vince cut his pinky off, then Vince would have probably quit the game right there. Right. <laughs> yeah. It have been like, it hurts too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta leave. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, w I would definitely for 25. I might even go down to 15 and in, in being challenged. I might go lower. I don't know. Someone <laughs> should challenge me. Oh, damn. Let's see what happens. It's a pinky, so yeah, I could go low. But any of my other fingers, nah, I, I need those. Those are Like right. if it was a thumb, I don't think there's oh, a yeah, lot yeah. of money oh, you no. give me to take a thumb off. Right. A thumb would definitely be expensive. Yeah. I'm not trying to be thumbless. <laughs> <laughs> I like my opposable thumbs. Right. I just want to say opposable. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Uh, but no, I, and I love when he cuts his finger off. Like that whole sequence is great where yeah. they, they're going to do it. And he's like, don't do it. And he's like, oh, no, no, wait, hold on. I got to check, make sure the iron's hot. Like they just keep going through all these reasons <laughs> not to do it. Then he just leaves it sitting there, which also bad move of allowing Vince, the guy that is pissed off and being yeah. super competitive with you that you just outbid to do yeah. it. <laughs> I'd be like, no, I will do it myself. Fuck you, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are I not fucking Craig's, Craig's freakout was awesome. And I'm surprised he didn't cut him even further up or, or like, chop his whole hand off or some shit. <laughs> like, right, right. I thought he was going to bury that cleaver in his neck and then the movie was just going to go wild from there. Like, right, I didn't right. think he would just cut his finger off. Right, And then we yeah, find out that he actually didn't cut his finger off. I know, he just ripped yeah. it off. But I love that reaction, though. That he, yeah. gets, he, he cuts it off, and then you just hear the thunk, and then it's all silent. Yeah. And they're like, hmm. And he, it takes him a minute, and then he just starts screaming. Yeah. And freaking out. It's so funny because it takes him, it's like that delayed reaction that happens when you get hurt super bad. <laughs> yeah. So they're I like, I think it. I might be okay. Nope, I am definitely not okay. It's another hilarious thing when people get hurt so bad that they have to run a lap real quick to try <laughs> yep, to distract yep. themselves from the pain. Oh, yeah, does, yeah. Does a lap around the house screaming as loud as he can. It, just was, to find out. it was a great reaction. Great reaction. Just, just to find out, I said all the way off. And then we yes. pan down and see the finger still dangling by a thread. Ugh. Yeah. And it goes, where's the knife? And he's like, fuck it. He just ripped it off. I was like, yes. Yeah. You go, Craig. I like that guy. Yeah. He just, that's and that's the, like the, the character progression. He just keeps getting more and more fierce throughout the whole yes. thing. Yes. And you, you, you kind of are seeing traces of it, but you don't see where it's going. Like, I still, after watching this multiple times, it still gets to the end. I'm like, I still cannot believe that that's how Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm. I am shocked. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They they do that one. Worse from there. And then they do the the well. The dog died by accident. So they're like, okay, cool. We'll cook the dog. Then you have to eat it. Choking the, on the severed pinky. Yeah. Which the the <laughs> I know right. It tried to eat the finger and then choked and died and then. Yeah. 
They have to eat the dog, which I thought was a little bit weird. I always hate when they do those eating scenes in the movie and they play all the oh noises and make it super gross. Oh. Yeah. But they always yeah, have them yeah. like stuffing a bunch of food in their mouth and no one is swallowing. They're just chewing and chewing right. and chewing and stuffing more. I'm like, why Why doesn't anyone ever swallow when they're trying to eat a lot of stuff like this? Right. And I know it's, it's like for movie effect, but it pisses me off. I'm like, just swallow, asshole. That's not how life works. Right. But yeah, that was definitely gross. I don't know about that one. I would have to be in the moment and like see what it actually smells like. Because yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. if it didn't taste weird, I could detach myself from yeah, the but, fact that so it was a dog. I had yeah. this conversation with my girl, and I was like, babe, I've eaten dog before. It's a delicacy mm. in a lot of countries. Sure. So as long as I can get like a little bit of seasoning salt, maybe some lemon pepper. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Like if I can eat around the fur, like I can get that dog down. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so, I, mean, I would stuff. lose that bet. I would lose. I have a huge <laughs> gag reflex. And one little hair gets in there, and that's it. You guys won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he has to eat the finger because they tied. Yeah, which is is great because they 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 at this point it's so obvious they're just treating them like dogs. They're like, okay, you have yes. to eat the finger, and she just takes and throws it, and they're like, whoever gets it first, go fight over it. Mm-hmm. It's like they they so clearly are treating them like they're just dogs or or you know pieces of shit, and so. They go in and Craig kicks the shit out of him to take the finger and eat it, but then he throws up, and they're like, eh, that was good enough, you won. Yeah. And Would have been, I he, thought they were going to be like, it's still there, you still got to eat the finger, you know? Oh, I know. God, I thought they were going to make him eat all the puke off the ground. And yeah. I actually thought, because after, after that happened, then that's when Ethan Embry like beats the living fucking shit out of him. And I yes. thought after that, he was going to get up, pick up the finger out of the puke and eat it and be <laughs> like... Yeah, I want the money. Like, that was what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Because that's probably what I would have done, but. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, you thought you were tough? Look, I just <laughs> ate the puke finger. So, like, the yeah. only thing that grossed me out about <laughs> this whole, uh, like, ten minutes of the movie was the fact that that finger was in the dog's mouth. Like, I could eat my own finger, <laughs> no problem. But the fact that there's, like, dog saliva on that finger, I was like, nope. <laughs> Even though I just ate the dog, I'd still yeah, be like, oh, right. there's dog spit all over. Nope, I'm good. You I'd win, that wouldn't guy. bother me. <laughs> yeah, you win. <laughs> that that one, that part wouldn't bother me. The, the puke I wouldn't be thrilled about, but again, it would just depend on the situation. If I if I had to prove that I was tough, <laughs> I mean, I would. Right. I'm, I'm willing to punish myself to prove to myself that I'm tough. Oh, we... for no one else as you could tell from my stupid instagram and facebook yeah. stories <laughs> uh but no i i i think that one it was kind of funny because that was where they really took it into the gross for the first time yeah, they, they yeah, didn't yeah. really do much gross stuff before that and i feel like if they did too much of that it would have taken away from the movie too i liked it being more more pain and humiliation as opposed to doing gross stuff yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, after that, then, I mean, we get the ultimate dare at that point where pretty much it's, it's basically, and, and I love the way that they set this up. You know, he, Ethan Embry beats the shit out of him, takes him outside and says, let's get some fresh air. And he, he's ranting about how Craig used to be a wimp and he would get beat up at school every day. And I stuck up for him and I defended him. How dare he take my money and do this to me as he feels like, you know, he's the one that deserves this money because he's the, the tough guy. He's the cool guy. Right. He's the one that, that is willing to do all this stuff. And Craig's just the wimp that he defended back in the day. Yeah. And he says, well, you know, why don't you kill him and I'll give you all the money. And they don't show us any of the conversation between, I forget the wife's name, but between the wife and between Craig. It's a they don't show us any of, uh, probably. It sounds familiar. But yeah, so he goes in and he's going to like kill Craig. 
And he decides, I can't do it. That's too fucked up. You know, I'm, right. I'm not going to go there. And he's like, Craig, we should get out of here. And he turns around and Craig just shoots him and kills him. And so yeah. we see, obviously, that the, the wife made the same bet while yeah. they were outside to him. Yeah. And that still shocks me. I'm like, man, I cannot believe that he went that far. Like, the the scumbag lowlife, in air quotes, that we thought that Vince was that was going to mm-hmm. do all this stuff, finally drew the line at, like, I can't kill this guy. That's not cool. Yeah. and Which is I, ironic because his profession is hurting people to collect yeah, money. He, he, like, had a yeah. heart, like, look, let's just go. Let's just leave yeah, his friends and and do that and then the 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 dialogue or just the reaction of the husband and wife standing there right they're just like wow that was grim or whatever he was saying he's like that just was like really really dark and uh that was intense that was intense yeah and and they're just like you know heavy breathing just like shock but at the same time here's your money you won you know have a nice life but that was their thrill that's their the thing was and then (laughs) the greatest thing at the end of that tie-in that that kicker was him giving his wife a hundred dollars and says, "I thought my guy was gonna win." <laughs> you know, it was yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. oh they, damn, that was yeah. Awesome. They did the trading places. They're like, and throughout the I whole movie, I bet you movie, that he'll do it. I bet you he'll do it. Yeah, and through the whole movie, she was texting the husband because mm-hmm. remember it was her birthday, and this is what he wanted to do. So as long as she was happy, he was going along with the with the with the mm-hmm. whole uh, mm-hmm. challenge of the day. So like, you know, yeah, this yeah. was for her birthday and stuff, and. And, you know, and also, you know, he called like a cleaner, like, hey, we're going to need that the maid service like right, know, right. sooner or later. So, you know, he was into like criminal activity where he got all his money into. Uh, well, and it, it, it also was, made sense. Oh, I was going to say it made sense that they they each were were, you know, one was Team Vince and one was Team Craig, because mm-hmm. then going back and, and thinking about the movie after the fact, you go like, oh, yeah, she was basically trying to help Craig the whole time and, and was yes. like his friend. And yes. Vince was was friends out with with Colin the whole time and and yes. just paling it up with him. So yeah. then when you know that you're like, oh, that kind of makes sense why their relationships were like that. So. Yeah, they so, had a bet between them which one was going to kill each other or right. one the other. Yeah. So when he calls the cleaner, my heart dropped because I was mm-hmm. like, oh no, they're going to kill Craig on his way out the door. Yeah. Damn. Right. right. I was so upset. I was like, "No, yeah. no, no! He got he went through all of this. Let him win. Let him win." Yeah, yeah. Which right, I love right. the fact that this movie did that. They let Craig go, and he went back to his wife at two in the morning, whatever o'clock in the morning it was, and he was just beat yeah. the hell. He threw all the money on the couch, and she. I know the final there. scene. Yeah. He's just holding the baby. The baby's crying. There's all this bloody money all over the couch. <laughs> and He's I, just what, back it, to a pulp. I and sat that, like I said, all the credits waiting for yeah. an after credit scene. Like, <laughs> oh, surprise, they came back We're and they take our money Craig. back. Like, right, yep. yeah. But I love the fact that they did it and, and how it ended that way because that's like such a cool way because then it wasn't for nothing. And, 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 the, and the husband and wife team, they did this in a way because they're, ex, you know, they have ex, you know, money up the ass. They could do all this stuff, but that's their own little sick, twisted reality of their, or game show that they're doing. But also, they changed someone's life. But also, that life came with a lifetime of, you know, burden, you know. Sure. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know, because Vince was kind of a dick. And, like, he hadn't seen him in, what did they say, five years? Five right. years, yeah. If I don't see you for five years and then I kill you one night, I'm really <laughs> not going to be too beaten up about it. Like, yeah, I mean, well, especially it, if I get a, that thing if you're a killer or not. You know, I mean, it's like if, if it's their first right. time and it happened to be a friend and it's the old games, even though that, that whole night their relationship just got twisted and turned around where, you know, yeah, they, they, they pitted them against each other to the point where, 
one was going to kill the other, you know. But Vince yeah. had that moment of like heart at the end, but it was Craig who was the one who's like, "I'll live with it." Bam, you know. Yeah, and I did this time watching. I had the thought of, I wonder if 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 Vince had acted differently and been more like, say, he had been more of a pal throughout this whole thing. Yeah, and and not been so combative to him, and had he not just like beat the fuck out of him to where he almost died. Right. Would Craig have still done it or not? But I, I feel mm. like because all that stuff, I feel like pushed him to that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, the whole definitely. series, and I, I feel like he might not have even gone as far as he did. Yeah. To get to that point, had Vince not been pushing him so hard by being such an asshole so. yeah. and, and riling so. up, riling like, him up. So just before, like Craig pieced the whole thing together. Like he knew what the whole game was about. So I'm pretty right, right. sure when Victoria told him. I'll give you all the money if you just kill Vince. I'm pretty sure he right. thought to himself, Vince is out there getting the same exact offer. Oh, yeah. Could be. Absolutely. I, I got to kill this guy before he kills me. So, like, he was already yes. laser-focused tunnel vision on, like, right. I've got to kill Vince or else Vince is yeah. going to kill me because previous, because the whole night leading up, Vince has been trying his damnedest to hurt me. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. why would right. he? If he chopped off my finger for 15 he was gonna chop. He chopped off my finger to give me fifteen grand. I'm pretty sure he'll mm-hmm. kill me for two hundred fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Vince had none of those thoughts. He he was completely blindsided by it. Yeah. He didn't. You know, stupidly on his part, he just assumed Craig was still that same that nice kid guy that got guy. bullied yep. back in school. You know, mm-hmm. it's the difference between want and need. Right. The, yep. the guy Absolutely. that needs is always gonna go further than the guy that just wants it. Sure. All right, well, we went a little bit longer on this one, but it's a pretty deep movie, so why don't we yeah. we can spin into our kind of final thoughts. Uh, if there was any other points that maybe we missed that you wanted to bring up and, and give our rating on this, which I think one of us had already spoiled, and I'm pretty sure you might know where the rest of us are going with this. But, uh, uh, Marco, do you want to start us off again? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, dude, I, I love this movie. I love it. I thought it was fantastic. I love just the, the, the psychology behind it. And, and that play on character development between two friends or supposedly friends and that how money corrupted everything because, again, how Andre was saying, you know, you get your back to the wall. The guy that wants and needs is, is two different things, and it will drive you in two different ways. So this movie is not just a fun little, you know, violent show of, you know, entertainment. It's It's got, like, a deep, deep meaning behind it, you know. Right. And also, again, that ending. To me, if it ended any other way, I would have been disappointed. I really would yeah, have. Because, yeah, so. yeah, because now Craig's got, yeah, his life has changed. He's got the baby. He's got to explain everything to his wife. But he also has to live with what he just did, too. And it changes life uh, for the better or worse in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just a great study on, you know, character development. And so, right. yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the love category with this movie. Nice. And what about you, Andre? I am so far in the love category that I'm hoping that we see a sequel in some <laughs> way. Even like, even if the <laughs> couple comes back and they're like, Hey Craig, we got another challenger. See if you can keep <laughs> For your a million this time. Like, yeah, I would, yeah. I would love every fucking minute of it. That would be cool if they did that. This movie is a great character study. It's great on character yeah, yeah. development. Like if, if you need, if you're writing a story and you need to know how to develop characters in a mm-hmm. subtle way and show a dichotomy between two opposing forces, watch this yep. movie and it'll yep. show you exactly how to do so. This is a movie that I would show people that got bullied or I would mm-hmm. even sit two friends down that 
one bullied the other in school, and I would have them watch this together and be like, "Hey, do you see the parallels? You see where this right. goes? Like this is sure, sure. This is definitely like a, a solid nine, almost to a ten, and for me, like I really nice, enjoyed nice. this movie. Very cool." Perfect. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you guys. Uh, I mean, we don't do the number ratings on the show anymore, but I, I on my letterbox, I rated this as a nine. So I love nice. this one, too. Nice, nice. Um, it's, it's something, again, this one I had seen three, four times now. And still, like I said, the ending, is, like I knew what was going to happen. And I was like, man, this is still feels shocking to me. It feels heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the comedy lands, the tension lands, the... the the weird dialogue and stuff that happens all works for me in this. Yeah. And one of my favorite things that didn't come up during the, during the scene when he's having sex with his wife and she's like, I'm going to come. And then he looks over. He's like, I'm going to come too, baby. And he's, he's jerking off on the couch right next to Vince. And Vince is like, Oh fuck it. He gets up and fucking jumps out of the way. And he just stays there and like jerks off all over the couch. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Which is weird, because you can, like, watch this dude fuck this chick right in front of you, but you're (laughs) weirded out and grossed out by the dude that's spanking it right next to you. Like, (laughs) at this point, you're in an orgy. Like, this is a force. Right, right, right. You might as well just accept what's happening here. Or just join in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Vince's reaction was great, though, to that. Yeah, it was good. It's just that whole sequence made me laugh so hard because I'm yeah. like, oh, this is getting pretty hot. And then all of a sudden it's like a totally not hot scene because it's hilarious because <laughs> right. he's like jerking off and Vince is freaking out and trying to <laughs> run away from him. And <laughs> uh, but yeah, good. anyways, I, I, I love this. The characters are great. There's not I mean, there's, there's only one death in the movie, but the violence escalates. It doesn't need to be super violent. You don't need to like bring in a right, pizza right. guy that they randomly kill or some <laughs> fucking shit like right. that. So. We didn't need cannon fodder for this. It works as this contained story. Yeah, yeah. And I still, I, I, I feel like I could watch this again and not lose anything from yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Definitely. There's way more. And... There's way more psychological shit that I could find if I watched this on mm-hmm. on subsequent runs. Right. And uh, and this one, I, I feel like does fall into the hidden gem thing. Like a lot of people have heard of this, or maybe mm-hmm. haven't even heard of it. Uh, but it's not often talked about. It's kind of on the fringe of horror. It's it's set in reality. There's not anything supernatural or or whatever. Right. But right. what happens to these people is horrific. So yep. yeah, know, it, it's it's right in that ballpark. This is this is like human depravity horror. horror. Like yeah, sure. What can yeah, definitely? What will bored people convince you to do if mm-hmm. just to entertain themselves? Like this is definitely right. like this is this is. A category that I affectionately dub white people, white peopling. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Very much so. Do you think if it was if it if it was two black guys that they picked up, how would that go? No, that, would they have that, made it like two bets and then been like, all right, we're going? That'd have been a robbery. That'd have been a. <laughs> they'd have, they'd no, the robbery would have went down. Yeah. They'd have pulled out their phones and they'd have called the boys to like line them up. Like it would have been a robbery. <laughs> from they probably wouldn't have even made it out the bar. They'd have robbed right. him on the way to the car. Whatever he had on him, yeah. <laughs> awesome. And then they'd have missed out on the $250,000 payday. I know. They're like, shit, we got like five grand off that guy. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. We did good tonight. They're oh, like, oh, shit. if you only knew. Yeah. Although it would have ended with someone having to kill somebody in order to get that money. So, nah. <laughs> but I mean, somebody would have got paid. 
They should they should redo a different version of it like that too. Right. Do it with different like ethnicities and different groups of people. <laughs> and see how they would react to it. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we o- we only go with the the white guys in the bar now because of yeah. uh, the last three experiments just went uh, horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. It might get mildly racist if they start doing that <laughs> social experiment. <laughs> it might get mildly offensive. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. I- yeah, I think the movie could have been made better if they would have just thrown in that one line like, how about those two? You remember what happened with the black guys? Yeah, let's not do the black guys anymore. <laughs> <laughs> remember Danny and Marcy's experiment? Yeah, we don't do that. Yep. Uh, but no, definitely a good movie. If people had not seen it and, and still listened to us talk about it with the spoilers, it's still very much worth checking out. So yeah, I would definitely recommend this. You know what's funny? This money that was to save was for the fucking game. And we were going to give it to you, and you guys took it. You know what that's like? Um, well, there's a word for it. Irony? Thank you. Super irony is what it is. Super fucking irony. What, what, what do we have to do? Whatever we say. But in the meantime, I want to say thank you, Andre, for joining us. Yeah, oh, thank you for having me. Definitely. Definitely want to have you come back for more conversations like this. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a kind of a departure from what you do on the weekly show, which is mostly kind of talk shit and make fun of Rich. And... <laughs> that, that is my weekly decompressing. There you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, at the end of the at the end of the week, all I have to do is remind myself, you know, my week might have been shit, but I'm not rich, so yeah. I'm good. <laughs> oh, I love you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I had Andre, a feeling this was, this was a blast, man. Thank you. Yeah, I had Thank a feeling you. that you would take to this format of of just kind of dissecting the movies a little bit more. Yeah. Because it, uh, I could tell that you're a deep thinker. I love doing yeah. deep dives on movies and like uh, yeah. to to coin a phrase from the Sarlacc Digest. I love theory crafting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where movies yeah, could you. go or where sequels could go. Like it's what am I? Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. in the pro- I'm actually in the process of. Uh, trying to sort of kind of revive the what's worth watching and put a new spin on it mm-hmm. of like deep oh, diving nice. into films that we've seen and then going on to like we'll deep dive a film on one episode and then the next right. mm-hmm. the episode immediately following it'll be theory crafting on where could this go in a potential sequel what would we like to see nice. what would we not like to see so yeah, sure. or could we world build this could this movie be a world building movie to like yeah. expand on you know the whole thing yeah right no it's cool well if you need any help putting that together i will help however i can for sure yeah, yeah man appreciate that i know I, I tried to revive it with rich but the problem is that he he doesn't have a lot of time to yeah. produce any new shows and i don't have a lot of time to produce new shows like we both are free to just hang out and talk on other shows but we don't have time to produce them so much yeah. so i'm trying to i'm trying to learn editing and stuff from adam so that i can produce and host and yeah, all that yeah. fun stuff but i know that for sure like we could help talk, you with that too if you need help so yeah while I, just like hit me talk, up. I definitely need somebody that i can play off of oh, oh yes yeah it does help yeah uh what we're getting set up for on the star wars show is uh we're actually trying to uh bring in guests that call in and be a part of the thing because we record in a room so once we get right. that set up man you're 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 invited Nice. <laughs> you Star Wars guys are gonna hate me. <laughs> well, they already the hate me, fan, so it's so. cool. I'm I'm excited <laughs> for the uh, what is it? The ROU versus. It's gonna be what has more what has more uh, social impact? The MCU or yeah. Star Wars? 
I'm yeah. super excited for that. And since yeah. Rich is uh, let's let's make fun of Rich here real fast um, on the RLU. Uh, since he's kind of like dropped the ball on that show and hasn't brought it up, I think we win by default. So I'm just <laughs> definitely saying. not goddamn Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so socially irrelevant wars. Exactly. This was a blast, guys. I enjoyed every minute of it. Cool. Great. Awesome. No, it's, it's, it's been fun for sure. Uh, so if you want to let everyone, let everyone know where to keep up with you. Sorry, I slipped that up there. Uh, keep up with you on social media and, and you can, whatever else you might be doing, if you're doing anything on social media these days. Eh, not too much, but, I mean, if you want to <laughs> see a couple pictures of my dog's birthday or whatever, you can follow me at <laughs> Slithering Darkness on Instagram. And nice. you can catch catch me on the weekly show until Rich terminates my contract for making fun of him every Friday, I think, <laughs> we release. Yeah, we record on Thursdays. We usually release on Fridays. And it's just a blast. There's a lot more N-bombs, and I'm a lot less reserved <laughs> on the uh, weekly show. I know. I think I don't think you used it once tonight. I tried to avoid it. Different crowd, different audience. <laughs> different crowd, different. Exactly. Perfect. I know I've had people uh, tell me that they listen to Who Will Survive like in the car with their families, and I'm like, ooh, I should, <laughs> I should probably hold back on the end bombs. Yeah. Well, we're, we don't try to be too clean, but we just try and not be too offensive to anyone in particular. Yeah, but sure. Obviously, like I, I joked about before the show, I said, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with you saying it because it's obviously yeah. that's uh, your culture. So if, if uh, Marco wanted to start saying it, I might have a problem with it. <laughs> just out of the blue, like after 40 shows, just start like just go. It's like, you know what? I really I really want to start using this word more often. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to build a character. I'm trying to explore yeah. personality. Yeah, it's a it's a whole yeah, character. Yeah. That would be if Gotcha is pretty funny after like 40 shows. <laughs> just turn character like that. Just... Yeah. I'm like, well, now the show's over. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was that was fun. I'm debating just being extremely nice to Rich one week on the weekly show just to see how he reacts because it'll throw him <laughs> off his game so much. <laughs> He'll yeah, text right. you just, like a sidebar like, "What's wrong, dude?" <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just come and be like, "Hey, Richard, just how you doing, man? I just wanted to let you know I appreciate you." Like, yes. All right, what's going You're a good on? Good guy. Right? Are you dying? <laughs> like, no, man. Yeah, right. Just, just wanted to let I just you know. Tell you I love you. You're loved. Yes, That's awesome, that would be pretty man. funny. Perfect. Well, if anyone's listening, they know where to find this show. But if you could also please keep up with our network affiliates on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network. We are also a part of the Legion Podcast Network and the Padded Room Podcast Network. So if you like us, check those networks out and you can get our show along with many others. And I believe that will do it for tonight. So thank you, Andre. Thank you, Marco. Welcome. And thank you, everyone, for listening through 40 slash 80 episodes of the show. Nice. Big 4-0, baby. Yes. Yes, 40 more coming sometime. <laughs> yeah. I blow my mind, get so gone sometimes, come on strong.